You're listening to a podcast in Orange, a Marshall's view of motorsport. Hello and welcome to a podcast in Orange. I'm Robert Lee and I'm joined by always my partner in crime and fellow Marshall, Jay McNeil. Jay, it's uh, it's good to be back. It is. It's been a while. It's been a while, but it is definitely good to be back. It has been a while. I, you know, I'm just trying to look through when when we last spoke and when we last podcasted. It was back in at the end of June when we spoke to Andrew Roberts as well, who's uh, who gave us the, the you know the beautiful run through of what to kind of expect when we go back Marshall. And now we can actually say that we've been back. We've been back in our overalls. We've been back to the track, and it feels good. It feels good to be back out there. I mean, I've not done lots of events. I don't know about you, Jay. I've done. I think I've done about. Five, six events, something like that. Uh, you've done two, so we're not we're not talking about loads of experience here this year. But you know, it's we've got out there and we've um, we've experienced it. And I just kind of want to get your thoughts there. How how you felt it's it's gone really since since we've been back. Um, well, since we've been back, like the first time I went back, you could see that there was still some teething issues, like with. Because not everybody understood what needed doing, not everybody understood what should be done. But overall, it's been working. And I can only assume, as time has gone on now since when we like first went back March, then, that the process has just been like getting a lot smoother and a lot quicker as more and more people just getting back used to what the new circumstances are. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That. You know when people get do the same thing over and over again, it just it does become that new normal for now, and uh, and that's what it's going to be. We don't know how long it's going to go on. Um, it feels strange that we've only been marshalling two, three months now this this season, and it's already coming, starting to wind down. There's only about two, three months left, so it's a very condensed uh, season. And now since we've been back, I've done two British GT meetings. Uh, I've not done any touring cars, and. Uh, I've done a couple of club events. I think you've done one of the club events that, that I did as well. I'm just trying to think now. Uh, BRCC, I think I did. Yeah, same. And, right at the start. Yeah, and I th- I think it's been working quite well. If I'm honest, the you know the the system of you know you're not going to go running out to driver. You you've got to get a thumbs up first. You know, obviously mitigating circumstances. If you need to get out there and get the driver out of the car, then you just go and do it. That bit's not really changed. Um. It has been, for me, I don't know if you've noticed, there has been a, a bit of a lack of the social side. You know, it's sign and you, you normally stand around chatting. And in some circumstances, you don't really get that. Yeah, but that's only what's going to happen in this current climate. But normally, well, it's like, because at Alton Park, you normally have a drink at the end, chat about your day, chat about what's been going on, have a good catch-up. But you are kind of, like, robbed from that. But in the same sense... Like you can live without that bit because we're there technically to marshal. I know the social side is a very, very big side of it, and why a lot of people still go and go regularly is so they can socialize with their friends. But there's ways, other ways you can do it, like a Skype call, like a Zoom call. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and you know we that is something that we've very much been doing when when um we've not been marching we've done uh, we've done zoom quizzes you know we've we've got another podcast that we're part of as well so we are always talking um some of the events though that have been um have been going on i've written here with no marshals now that's wrong i didn't mean with no marshals i meant with no spectators so lights of british touring cars and, uh, and formula one now i've not been to any of those events 
However, I have been watching them, and there's something a bit ghostly and and, and, yeah. sur- and surreal about it. The fact that you know that's the biggest, supposed to be the biggest formula in the world, and there's nobody there. You know, you've just got these massive, you know, great big pictures of the drivers in the stands, and yeah, I, I feel like you know the racing's been quite entertaining this year. I think mm. we've we've had a bit of a mental year in both. <laughs> touring cars gts uh formula one that you know there's been i feel like there's been a lot more crashes this year than the reverse, but i don't know I, I feel like they're still missing missing something there's you know yeah. i don't know that, if you've that, got that, any opinion on that just feel like there's that there's a that little um like aspect there we go that's what i was looking about that little aspect of what the fans bring and like the atmosphere around it so when you see good overtake you hear like oh like, that was good and a couple of claps you know or when something crashes in here about like massive like oh my god that's big and yeah. it is missing that kind of little aspect which really adds to the entire experience of a race day yeah and I, you know i've done a like i said i mentioned i've done a couple of british gt um uh, meetings and, and even those have not attracted the massive numbers that that they, that they usually do there are still spectators there but you can tell that there's not as many people yeah. there and welch we've been blessed with some you know really good racing I, I wrote in my latest my latest article that the top top six i think it was at british gts at donington after three hours was separated by 20 seconds you know that that that's you know it's unbelievable racing and the fact that the the, the team that won it uh if you've not watched it spoiler alert it, the, the number 69 mercedes of uh you know they won it. They they spun on the uh, on the opening lap on the first corner and dropped right to the back of the grid. Yeah, they were helped with um, the fact that there was a safety car straight from that to recover a car from the gravel. Um, but yeah, I just think I just think you know it's amazing that after three hours you can you, you can any winner could come out of six and there's only twenty seconds between them because. It's not a lot that between six cars. If it was between two cars, twenty seconds, you know, night and day. But between yeah. six, that's you know, it's 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 not so much. Now I, I don't know how much how much motorsport you've been watching, but it's something that I've kind of been picking up on with the the less number of marshals, and I'm kind of starting to uh, form a bit of an opinion on this. I'm genuinely starting to think that the less marshals there are. Up to a point, obviously, when you get too little, it becomes unsafe. But the less marshals there are um, on a post, on a corner, the more efficient a cleanup operation is. I don't know if if you've noticed I, that. Yeah, I, but to be fair, you can know tell that when, like before this whole COVID situation, like when you're at like a touring car event compared to where you're at and just a normal club meeting. But I still think that there's still that same effect because. The less people, like obviously, if it's still safe, it means that everybody clearly knows what they need to be done, and then can just get that done instead of just having a few people maybe stood around or maybe like two people trying to pick up the same bit of debris. So I think it does have that effect where it's slightly more efficient way of marshalling with the less numbers. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you, you made a good point there. It is, it is the same as you know the difference between a club meeting and a and a touring car is just an example. Um, I think yeah, you, you made a good point. There's not two people going for the same bit of debris, so there's not nobody going to be tripping up over each other. Example I had was it was uh, Antonio Giovinazzi's and George Russell's crash at uh, Spa Francorchamps on I've um, oh I 
can't remember the name of the corner. It's just after it's the chicane just after Pooh moment. It's on the exit. Um, Giovinazzi lost, uh, spun the, the car spun and collected George Russell. And, you know, it's just one of them accidents that happened. And every driver that came through was just like, you know, the debris on the track. This needs stopping. We can't get through. It's unsafe. Now, the next time round, when they were all on the safety car, there was a very clear path that everybody could just yeah. could just go through. So, you know, in two minutes, because that's all it would have been, two, two and a half minutes from the leaders coming. In fact, it probably had been less by the time the last car went through to the safety car coming back around. The speed of the cleanup operation from the, the Belgian marshals, you know, I, I, for me, that's something to, you know, that needs recognition because yeah. this, the speed that they did it and then, the whole, the rest of the clear up uh, crew, because if you watch, if you watch the replays and you see the highlights, Giovinazzi's car's already on the move out the way. Uh, the second time round, in fact, it's almost down at the gravel track, which I think's at uh, Bonchamon on the corner at the top. I could be wrong. Uh, it's it's already there, going behind the gap, so it's out the way. And then the next, the next lap, George Russell's car's being moved out the way, so they know that everybody's going to be clear and safe in the next time round. So then they can go green to it. I think the safety car was out for three or four laps, maybe a maximum of five. But for the size of the incident, it should have probably been out longer. So the efficiency that um, that, that they've been clearing up operations is uh, clearing up has has been, you know, has been impressive. And another uh, group of marshals that I think need need recognition, and we're going to get come, come on to. Uh, something that you would like you to talk about a bit later on, but the marshals that did the Le Mans 24 hour and the Nürburgring 24 hours, whether they did them back to back or just one or the other, uh, there were significantly fewer marshals there at the, at the event. And, you know, the, the race ran as smoothly as ever, as efficiently as ever, uh, you know, and if you were there for them race, you are a credit to yourselves and anybody who calls himself a marshal because, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right to take a bit of self accolade there, Jay. You know, because it's it's it was a it was a trying times. I mean, I, I looked at the team photo from um from where I normally from where I was on post 10B and 11B last year at Le Mans to this year, and you can you can clearly see there is a difference in numbers, but they still worked in the same efficient, professional manner. And from watching bits of Le Mans, you wouldn't have known that we were down, you know, quite a, 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 a sizable percentage of, of the marshalling population. So, you know, if, you, if you've been marshalling those those events and you've been on reduced number of marshalling, you know, you are an accolade to, you, to yourself. And, I, you know, I've got to say, anybody who's put orange on this year, you know, you've, you've, been, you've been superb, really. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Jay. Um, have I made you cry? Have I, have I teared you up with that? <laughs> this is so very emotional, isn't it, right now? <laughs> but I just think yeah, anyone who's put orange on, or anyone who's put orange on and then been asked to do something like outside the normal comfort zone, so like a red, um, like a red badge, maybe stepping up, becoming like an IO for a day, or maybe becoming a post chief for a day, but just someone who's just like stepping up, so maybe like filling out a white badge, like taking on more responsibility while flying or something. I think they all deserve like a, a massive, like well done and a massive round of applause when we have the chance to. Yeah, um, you know it's you know it's like I said, it's a huge accolade and everybody who um, who has taken on roles that are probably a little bit above their grade or stepped into something new um, or, or done done an event 
that's out of their comfort zone, uh, you know, you, you're, um, yeah, you're a credit to yourself and credit to Marshall. So we're going to leave you a bit, because why not? We love our car noises on uh, on the on the podcast. Uh, I say car noises. It is racing, and I I got this right. There were I was I did in the last podcast say I couldn't remember which way around it was, whether it was Sebring and whether it was Le Mans. Turns out they're both Le Mans. So there you go, there you go. I might just change it up a bit now. I need some new need some need some new audio for our little little intermissions, but. Yeah, enjoy the sound and we'll we'll be back in a moment. Uh, Welcome back. That was uh, some delightful delightful motorsport uh, atmosphere for you to indulge if you're missing the circuit i mean if you went marshalling at the weekend and you're already missing the circuit and you're going marshalling um next weekend that is some serious withdrawal and we don't blame you uh, but that is some medication for you right there uh, some beautiful engine note now we have spoken about changes that have happened some events that have gone on this this year um but there's also events that we've we've also not attended this year, which we are a little bit gutted about. And there's some racetracks that we've not attended this year again, which I'm also gutted about. But Jay, have you, first question: Are there any events that either should have happened this year or should have been happening this year? So you've got both ends of the timescales. So anything that could have happened this year and now isn't that you're actually really looking forward to uh, happening next year? Or going to next year, or hopefully going to next year. Anything really. <laughs> it's got a nice broad spectrum there for me. So I think the one that I was really looking forward to probably the most this year, outside of Nürburgring, was the British Grand Prix at Silverstone. Because like my whole family, we're all massive into Formula One. And it's the first time I would have been marshalling it. But unfortunately it got scrapped. And then when it came back, I didn't get selected for both weekends. So kind of a bit gutted to miss out there, but hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll be able to go next year, either as a marshal or even just a spectator again. Because, you know, I am a professional spectator, as the joke likes to go around. So, yeah, I think mainly is the British Grand Prix that I've missed and really want to go and do next year. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a good good point. I mean, I'm going to also miss the British F1 next year. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everybody who was looking forward to seeing me, which was probably about three of you. Um, I am, I am going to be missing it. Um, you know, family holidays call, and sometimes you've just got to do them for the greater good. Um, and, you know, well, you say, you know, I've done the British Grand Prix two times. Uh, I've done four... F1, I think it is. It's not massive compared to other people, but you know, I've 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 experienced a Formula One, so I'm happy to to leave uh, the British Grand Prix for another year. And who knows, maybe in 2022 I'll come back and I'll do something else because I was supposed to be flagging it this year, and I was going to try and flag it next year. But who knows? I might just come back and do something completely wild and different and be like, I don't know, just I might professionally spectate it the year after. It's Look a good at job. that. It's a good job, I'll tell you. Look at that. Staying with Formula One, uh, I shouldn't have been doing the Belgian Grand Prix next year. However, circumstances have now changed. 
it means I could potentially be going to that. So the question is, do I go to that? Yes. It is. It is. Um, I mean, if you've never done the Belgian Grand Prix before, you really need to try. Or any event uh, at Spa Francorchamps. I'm not just on about the F1. Uh, Wex, brilliant. Uh, there's 24 hours, and there's a 25 hour race there as well. You you really need to go to Spa. It is a, a beautiful circuit. It's got great people. It's always great racing, and the weather is so unpredictable. It just makes it just adds to the weekend, and everywhere around it is very very lovely you know we we go into when you know us two we've we've done the belgian grand prix we've we've been into the uh the, the little village of stavolo which is very nice and they've got some very good restaurants there so big up the the pizzeria in stavolo you know i can't remember the name of it i would have given them a plug if i if i know the name of it i might go on a, on a sneaky sneaky google hunt just to try <laughs> just to try and find out what the name of that um, pizzeria is called. Um, I don't know if you were down for it this year, Jay, but one one event that I was very much looking forward to uh, towards the back end of this year, which has unfortunately had to be cancelled because of the personnel that go there, and you you know you've really got to be sensible when dealing with it, uh, these type of people. Uh, it was a race of remembrance. Um, I was very much looking forward to going there. Um, for yet another superb edition of the Race Remembrance, but that's that's had to that's been cancelled for this year. Um, so hopefully next year that comes back. Mission Motorsport, if you're listening, James Cameron, you know we're pals. Make it happen, please. Bring it back, please. Really. Do because I was down for the, on it for this year because I missed out last year, so I was really looking forward to going back and going Marshall in it. Because I've been there every year, either as a spectator or marshalling, other than last year. So I was really looking forward to going back marshalling. And at Anglesey as well, because it's a fantastic circuit. My favourite one in Britain. Yeah, uh, and you know, I can't I can't agree 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 more with that. Um, it's, it's a great event. It's a great cause. It's Remembrance Weekend. It's always great racing. Imagine it as like... Um, as one big CNC Ed race that lasts about 12 hours. If you don't know what CNC Eds are, it's like your DDMC if you're from the Northeast. Uh, it's like a, a mini world endurance. It's multi-class, different cars. It, you know, it's it's superb. Um, yeah, so, yes, James, Cameron, if you're listening, please, please, please bring it back. Uh, I've done every race of remembrance since it started in 2014 and would like to continue doing so. Now, you mentioned Anglesey because it is a great track and we've not been this year. Well, you have been to Anglesey, I believe, but not for the racing. You've been on holiday there, I believe. Uh, my family have. I haven't. Oh, look at that. I was there preaching about the importance of family holidays before. <laughs> And my co-presenter didn't go on a family holiday. Family holidays are important. Uh, let me just clear that up. But um, one track that I very much would have liked to have gone to this year, but circumstances arose that I couldn't, was Croft. I went to Croft once last year, and it was a track that I was I was very much keen to get back to because it's um, it's a fantastic circuit, again in a beautiful location, and it's full of great people. So. Next year, watch out, Croft, because I am on my way up. 
And do you know what? I might even risk some touring cars up there as well. Oof. Oof. Oof is right. You know, sometimes you've just got to take these risks. Um, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dial it back a little bit to Spa about where we're talking. And uh, La, La Casino uh, Pizzeria in Stavolo, um, you have my heart when it comes to food. Um, yes, so, yeah. simply amazing pizza. That's there what you go. me as self-titled yeah. pizza connoisseur. Connoisseur. Yeah. Connoisseur. Um, that's where I would be going and yeah, they can they can have that plug and I'm very happy that I have plugged them. Um, but no, the, the, the food is there amazing and again, the Stavlo is an amazing place. So yeah, Croft is one place that I would very much like to go, bringing it back to where, where we're at. Uh, another circuit that I've been um, that I've been meaning to go, mean, seeing as my girlfriend has Irish heritage and uh, her family comes from uh, not too far away from Mondello Park. I feel like that is a circuit that I should be visiting, considering it's fifteen minutes away. I don't even. I think it's. I don't even think it's a fifteen-minute drive away. I think it's like a, an eleven-minute drive or a half-an-hour walk, depending something like that. And that to get to a circuit is superb. Yes. So Mondello is probably something that uh, we definitely like to venture to uh, or i'd like to venture to next year so watch out chief marshall you'll be getting a call off this guy very soon find out what's going on uh yeah so to, to wrap this section up jay i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it back to you with a, a quick question are there any events that you've missed out on this year or done this year or in your past which you go next year i'm definitely doing that again i need to do that again um, so, as I mentioned before, the British Grand Prix, then there's the Belgian Grand Prix that I really like to do. I also like doing, I missed out on doing the British GTs at Alton or any circuit in Britain, really, because I like to travel to as many circuits as possible. Because at the moment, I've, my list is I've only marshaled four circuits out of a possible how many like loads i think it's about 15 16 something like that. that's yeah. just the major circuits obviously we, yeah. we then dove down into lyddon hill aintree and uh, there's, there's there's many like yeah. 90 something i think there are circuits or certified um race ven- or motorsport venues in the uk yeah so not including like, rallies no, by the way not including that yeah i would like to go i would like to do the any rally possible whether it's Northwest Stages, the Malcolm Wilson, or the WRC, because they've all basically been cancelled. And to be fair, I would like to just do a, just a normal club meeting, maybe CNCs because I like them; they're very fun. Or just any clubs club event that has good racing on. Really, I'll see what I can do. I'll put in a good word for you about some club racing, and see if we can have the James McNeil Trophy race. <laughs> Just and, and and the the proviso is the racing's just got to be good. Yeah, it's just got to be good. Yeah. If it's got wheels and an engine, it can race. Gotta be, yeah, it's got it's got to be good. Uh, no, that's uh, the very very good. And we, we it seems like we've got some a good mix of places and circuits. And I didn't mention Le Mans, and I'm really really sorry to uh, Alex and Steph and Jordan and um, everybody else who's on post 10B and 11B. Um, However, I will not be able to attend Le Mans 24 hours in 2021 uh, unless my killer's gig gets cancelled. 
at Old Trafford, um, which was rescheduled from this year. Uh, I'm sorry, I won't be able to make it. And I'm very, very sorry because I would love to come across and love to spend uh, a weekend in June with you again. However, 2022, you have my word. I will, I will come back. I will come back. So uh, I'm sorry I can't put them on the list for next year, but looking further ahead, I will go back because it is a it is a stunner. Anyway, speaking of Le Mans, Jay's just pointing at yourself. Would you like to go to Le Mans, Jay? I want to go to Le Mans. Right. So that was some beautiful, beautiful motorsport ambience of cars going past. And you can probably pick out the LMP2 cars, pretty much all of them, and the Porsche that might sneak in at the end or throughout. Um, speaking of cars, though, and speaking of 24-hour races, James McNeil, Jay, you have just returned as we've filmed this podcast, I believe, filmed this podcast, recorded this podcast, I believe it was four days ago. You returned from the very beautiful, very evil, and very picturesque Nordschleife Nürburgring. Um, I thought, thought from the twenty-four hours, um, and you were in a hoodie, which is nice for the for the um, for those. Obviously, you can't see it because we're through the medium of podcasting. Uh, Jay's wearing the rather nice uh, green, white, and black hoodie that the total twenty-four hour Nürburgring. So Jay. Just, just explain a bit of the race. Where, what, what's it about? What's it like? Where were you on the circuit? Um, on the circuit, so you got the, the famous carousel, the hairpin that's banked. It's a fantastic bit of track. And then you do a slight right turn and then you start to travel up the hill. And there's a left-hand corner. And I was on that left-hand corner, which from where I was stood marshalling, didn't look like a sharp corner, just like a little kink into it. But then when we're walking back up to post, because we've just been down to Carousel, it's one hell of a sharp corner. I found I found that out. And yeah, basically it was a fantastic, fantastic weekend. There was 98 cars in total racing, I believe. And that's like normally, that's, they were saying that's half of what they normally have. So you imagine having like around 200-ish cars racing around that circuit. It would it just boggles my mind because I couldn't believe that there was 98 cars out there as it stands. And then I had another 98 on top of it. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah. So, that just sounds... Because how long is the Nürburgring in miles? About 13? Including the GP circuit, it, just around 15 miles. Wow. And 98 cars in 15 miles is, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's quite a few. Quite a a couple. Yes. But it was absolutely crazy. The the cars that were racing, there was 
stuff from the usual GT cars. So your Por- Porsches, your Aston Martins, as my window's been cleaned. <laughs> there was... Cameo from the window cleaner. He's obviously a big Nürburgring fan. He, he, he heard us talking, wanted to join it. He was there, obviously, as well. But yeah, so there was stuff like, so you had like your Merc, massive GT cars that you'll probably see at your British GT event. All the way down, there was an Astra racing. There was just... Hey, don't, don't knock them Astras. Astras I'm, can I'm pedal, man. They roll. They, quote, they, they were doing very good. To quote Terry Crews from Brooklyn Nine-Nine when he's on about his minivan, they roll, man. They roll. <laughs> Anything to get to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Let's go. But, and then, so that was that, that, that was the main race. But there were also the classic events. So you had like the old, the old timers, what they were calling them, because the ones that used to race the 24 hour, but no longer do. So you had your classic Beamers, your classic Porsches. There was an AC Cobra racing. There was a Corvette Stingray that sounded fantastic. Unbelievable, that. Yeah, it was. It was just, Every time like a car went past, like, oh my god, look at that car. Oh my god, look at that car. And, and I just and, blown away by it. And with the with the location of the of the Nordside being within the forest, I'm assuming that noise of the stingray and the GT car, anything, is amplified something yes. mega. You could hear the cars approaching coming up the hill towards you. It was absolutely crazy. But however, the all the people that have done the event before We'll also test right this, but because there was no spectators, or there shouldn't have been, there's not a few got sneaking because you tell people to not walk in the forest. But anyway, so because there was no spectators, there's normally it's normally a very much a party atmosphere with music blaring loud, so you can hardly hear the cars. But because there was none of that, you could really, really hear the cars and like really get a feel of how much the circuit really tortured the cars in some places. Oh right. So like,
You're listening to a podcast in Orange, a Marshall's view of motorsport.